Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap. Protect your peace, protect your energy. Welcome back for another ZTP Zen Trap Perspective. The mission at the Zen Trap Podcast is to inspire and empower people to continuously seek internal peace to maximize their personal potential. Amen. I'm one of your two hosts, Zen P. Yogi LG. Yogi LG, why don't you tell them what we got going on today? Very All special right. episode. Very special episode. The therapy pros and cons. For sure. August is therapy pros and cons. Um, I have, again, as you guys know, I have basically started with BetterHelp, just looking for a random therapist, um, just to kind of uh, fully indulge in this experience and talking about this month. But actually today we have a person on that I really want to um, thankful for, for being here. She's a licensed therapist as well. Um, her name is Leah. She's a friend of a friend. So we love that we have a connection. Uh, she's always open to serve, which is something I know about her from my friend. So I'm uh, just super happy that she decided to come on and join us today. Uh, Leah, Thank you again. Thank you you for having me. And I guess like he would say, it's kind of the community way, right? So of course, definitely anything to help and empower our community. Absolutely. So we do something here. uh, We like to let our guests kind of introduce themselves. And the way we let them do that is by telling their life story in roughly two minutes. And we're not going to stop you. You know, if you get too far on, (laughs) it's not really, really time. Uh, But just tell us what you would like to tell us about you. And that could be from birth to now or however, whatever area you want to talk about. Um, but your, what you consider your life story? Okay, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Came here to Houston at a young age. So I feel like I'm still at H-Town hottie. Um, I was always very talkative, like growing up. Um, I guess I'll jump to the important part. College, I went to college to be a criminal justice major. I just knew I was going to be the female Johnny Cochran. Like I said, I talked a lot. I'm always very opinionated. I ended up working at a domestic violence shelter um, and realized like, you know, that you can help people by just talking. One of the social workers was like, have you ever thought about like being a social worker or a therapist? And, you know, in our community, all I know was doctor, lawyer, like that's all we're trained to do to be successful. So I was like, no, but I can get paid to talk. And so at that time, I wanted to be a juvenile probation officer and I couldn't find a job because I was still so young and didn't nobody want to hire me. So I was like, why not just go back to school? And so I went back to school and um, I got my master's in counseling education. I worked at a psychiatric hospital um, for about four years. And then I've been in practice for about seven and started my own business um, about three years ago, full time working for myself. I had a kid in between, like I'm a mom too. So I guess that's like kind of important. So like before I graduated from my Mm -hmm. master's, I got pregnant and I had a kid. (laughs) Um, So my world basically revolves around him majority of the time right now. So yeah. That's that's dope. Your story is amazing. I with the ten, like the two minutes how I did. It's like dead right on, on almost. Like, almost dead on. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that was that might be important. That might be life shattering. You know. <laughs> I was so focused on career. I'm like, hey, I do. I should talk about this. That was, that's kind of important. 
yeah. when you thought you were gonna be the female Johnny Cochran, did you have any like rhymes together? Did you get any of your bars together? Like your lines? I didn't have no good bars, but I was a good arguer. Like whenever we did like the pro, like the court, like to pretend, I always did like really good. Cause I pay attention to details. Like I, I'm nosy naturally, so I need to know everything that's going on. So I was nitpicking at all the small things. Yeah. Okay, that's- so for our topic for the month, uh, it's on therapy. Right off the bat, I would say, are there really any cons to going to therapy? I can't really think of any of you going to therapy and just not getting anything from it. Is that even possible in your opinion? I would say no, it's not possible from my opinion, because I look at therapy as a collaborative process. Basically, you're going to get out of therapy what you put into it. So if you don't get much out of therapy, that means you didn't come with no content. You didn't come open like with a mindset willing to change or willing to want different results or you're stuck in your way. So I feel like that's the only way that therapy cannot go right is if your mindset isn't right. Because I have some clients that will be like, well, I already did that. Well, I tried that. I already knew that. And it's like, well, shit, if you know, can I cuss my bed? Yeah, you can please. say whatever. Please. Okay, 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 okay. And I'm like, well, shit, if you know everything, why are we here? Right. What, what are we doing? So, but I, I would ultimately say, no, there aren't any cons. Mm, not okay. Beef with your therapist, like <laughs> what you hit for? But I'm a very blunt therapist because, like, I'll find a polite way to be like, you know, it seems as if you've tried a lot of these alternatives. So if you've tried so many things, maybe tell me what you would like to try new or what perspective I could bring because it seems as if everything I say you're you're already aware of. So basically, she just said, since you a know it all, nigga, <laughs> why don't you tell me how to do my job? Basically, it, like once we get to that point, you you tell me what what are we doing here? Right. So I'm actually looking in search for a therapist for a very blunt and straightforward therapist that would challenge me. Now you got um, the verbiage to go with it. Just for what she said. Okay. So I really appreciate that. We're out here. We exist, girl. We're out I'm, here. But we were talking about this in a previous episode that it's like dating almost to find a therapist, like to find the right fit for you. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when you like. It's just like that. It costs money while you're finding that. It thing. costs money. It costs money. <laughs> doesn't and this is one thing i advocate for especially us read the bios if you actually read people's bios it'll tell you what their specialty is like for me if i'm an african millennial woman i'm not gonna get somebody who specializes in like early education or children or adhd like actually read the profiles and i feel like a lot of people are scared to ask for a consultation have a list of questions like what is your therapeutic approach like can do you accept EAP or, or can I expect for you to call me out or are you like a passive aggressive therapist? Like these are things that we can do in consultations which are free. So save your coins. Amen. Mm. Mm. That was so research them. Like nowadays, a lot of people have Instagram, TikTok. Like take the time and do the research. Like go look at their social media. Like do I feel like I can vibe with her? Like do I feel like the things that she's saying I can relate to? Is she going to understand my background or where I'm trying to go? Like. What are you posting content about? If all your content, like for me, if you go look on my page, my majority of my content is towards minority women. So like would a gay white man want to come to me? I'm going to take you. We could work, but that's not my specialty. When you go to my page, you're going to see like single black mama saying no to your crazy auntie. Like that's the type of stuff that goes on in a minority community that you're going to see on my page. Right. So I, I absolutely agree with reading the Bible. I mean, the bio. Bible too. Uh, all that, all that. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I just got ready for Phil. That yeah. answer was so good and simple. It's like, oh, why didn't I think? 
But it's a lot of people don't do that. Like, that's when everybody's like, can you find me a therapist? And then, like, I'll usually just go actually read the bios, like, outside the people that I know. And then, send like, knowing what they want to work on and send them, like, three to five. And it's like. How do you find those bios, though? How do you find their profiles? No, no, no. But how do I find their profiles? No, that's a good question. You can go to the website. There's actually like directories, like therapy for black girls, psychology today. If you have insurance, we're required to submit like a bio to your insurance company as well. So whenever they give you the information, you can also go to their websites. Google. Google is your friend. Google anybody because you want to see their website, they LinkedIn, who they used to work for, who they ain't is. Like Google is your friend. You can figure out everything. Yeah, you definitely been in Houston a long time. <laughs> I told you I'm H Town Hottie. <laughs> All right, so what would you say? Uh, speaking of like you know those type of things, what's another I guess misconception around therapy? Um, I'm gonna go to something that you uh, meant that we briefly mentioned earlier. Whenever you said that trying to find the right therapist is costly. Mm-hmm. Therapy can be costly. However, a lot of people are paying for insurance that they're not using. A lot of people can get. EAP services, which are employee assistance services, and you can get free counseling through your insurance. You can get like three free sessions to like try out the therapist and see if they work for you. A lot of therapists will also offer a sliding scale fee for people who don't want to use their insurance. So there's a lot of ways to get therapy at a discounted rate, like open path. You can sign up for them. You get a membership and basically you only have to pay $50 to the therapist and they'll pay the remaining amount or the difference. So, like, there's a lot of, like, resources out there that, like, people don't talk about. Five minutes that we've been doing some kind of, well, clearly not good research all month. And I just feel like I learned so much in just a five-minute conversation. Exactly. You should go to my Instagram page. I have, like, a list of all these things, like, on my page because I'm very pro, like, us minorities getting therapy whether you see me personally like let's get us some help let's break some of these generational curses or let's even just have a conversation about it because for some people again like there's such a stigma against therapy that like they don't really know what it is so it's like i don't want to go because i don't want people in my business with that white person going to tell me like there's black (laughs) therapists that are going through the same thing as you like let's talk about it i actually the therapist i'm seeing on better help uh better help is another good one better help Thank you. Um, and so he was like, yeah, I'm starting a podcast, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, I got a podcast. He was like, oh, yeah, I got a podcast, too. I was like, oh, wow. She, she's ready to be direct with her therapist to get more more feedback in her sessions. Yeah. But And I think that that's a good thing, too. Also, don't be scared to tell your therapist what you want or what isn't working. My clients, I can tell they, like, kind of nitpick around it, but I like that. Like, for me, I am a journaling, goal-setting person. I have some clients that be like, you know what? I actually don't even have time to write things down. I don't like setting goals. They make me more anxious. Cool. Let's go back and let's get some new tools. Just because what I said something doesn't mean you have to do it. You know yourself what works best for you and how you learn. So if you don't tell me, how am I going to provide you with the right tools? I'm not a mind reader. I'm low-key still just getting to know you and meet you. So help me help you. Low-key. Okay, that's good. That's good stuff. Like, I really don't know you. Like, I'm really just going based off what you tell me yeah. and what we have going on. So help me help you. I don't know your learning style. I don't know how you best communicate. I don't know how you handle confrontation if I do try to call you out on something. Like, let's try to navigate this together. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, I'm going to jump into, do you feel like you ever kind of graduate therapy? Like, is there a space where you're like, okay, I don't need therapy anymore. I think I'm good. Like, do you do you recommend going for 
I believe that people go through therapy in seasons. I have clients that I've been seeing for four years. Does that mean I've seen them weekly for four years, monthly? No, like maybe I'll see them at the beginning because they're going through a breakup. They're good. Next thing you know, COVID happened. So now they're back and they need to adjust with that. They come back. My daddy just died. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, crap. I'm about to be married. I just had a baby. Like through different life transitions, they come back and see what's needed for you. So I feel like that's what therapy should be looked at. Like you go to the doctor annually just to make sure you ain't got high blood pressure, diabetes, just to check in. I feel like therapy should be the same way. Like, how are you mentally? Where are you at with everything that you have going on? Um, This is random. I was just thinking about it with you being a therapist and having personal and intimate conversations with some people. Can you be an empath and be a therapist? Like, it is so funny you say that. One of my, I'm personally not really an empath, but one of my really good friends yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually. <laughs> this is work. She's actually an empath and she actually just got her LPC associates. I think it's very possible, but it's going to be major in boundaries in self care. If that means you have a client who you know is going through a lot, maybe schedule them at the end of the day so that you have time to decompress. Schedule them at lunchtime like, or even figuring out what your client load needs to be. Maybe I can't take a whole bunch of clients who are going through domestic violence because that's a, a soft spot for me or a whole bunch of clients with daddy issues because I got them too. Like, You have to be more selective in who you choose to work with and the frequency of how you work with them to make sure that you're showing up as your best self even for them. Right. No, that makes sense. So our, our motto over here is uh, P-Y-P-P-Y-E. That is a little slogan for <laughs> Right, exactly. She was trying to keep up like, what is that? Protect your peace, protect your energy. Uh, so Ah, uh, hence the yin-yang sign. I get the vibes. I see it. Yin-yang sign. I like that. Third member of the yin-yang twins. What do you usually recommend for your clients for ways that they could protect their peace and protect their energy? What are some self-help techniques? Uh, I know you mentioned journaling. What What are some? I might sound a little repetitive, but again, I am huge on boundaries. You have to protect your peace by setting boundaries, because if I don't feel comfortable telling you, no, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I ain't got it. How else can I protect my peace? Like I'm a firm believer in boundaries and saying no is a form of self-care and it's no period. Like I don't need to explain to you. That's what I was going to say. You know, you know, sounds like it's it's no explanation after that. (laughs) Exactly. So that was uh, actually our topic last month was boundaries we read a, a book about setting boundaries so we definitely like think these things what are kind the of author's name? uh nedra Tawab. i was just gonna ask what is the name of the book yeah right. setting boundaries finding, finding peace, peace. Setting yeah finding peace okay, and okay. I'm all for that all for that our audiobook person highly recommend the audiobook you get read you get read by like a black woman in the street you hear it in her voice like Oh yeah. Okay. See, I'm a hand. I need to. I'm a highlight, take notes type of person. Like, I need the book in my hand. It feels. Being a therapist again, what are some frustrations that you may personally have in just the nature of the job? I can speak on past frustrations because I really don't have them as much anymore. Like working in my private practice because I get to choose my ideal client. But when I was working for other agencies, I hate a lazy client or like a know-it-all because if you're not here to change again, what are we doing here? So it's like, I don't like working with people who don't want to put in the work. Mm. And sometimes when you're working for agencies, for other people, you have no choice but to do that. So for me, like, I'm okay with telling a client, hey, we might not be a good fit. Would you like for me to provide you with some referrals? 
I, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, we can do you wrap turn, this up, buddy. <laughs> do you turn clients away? Like, yes, yes, okay. and that's why I think I like. I really am very choosy. You have to, for sure, at least be twenty and up. Because before I used to work with adolescents a lot because I worked with CPS. But especially now with COVID and me being virtual, I'm not going to be talking to you while I know you're on your phone. I know you're not paying attention. You just here because your mama made you. Like, I don't have time for that. So I don't do that. I don't do like actively suicidal people either. I don't work with eating disorders. Like I, I don't do substance abuse. I work with people with substance abuse for like a year, like early on whenever I was licensed. And they played me like a fiddle because I really thought like, they want it changed. They want to do better. But it's like you done relapsed like seven times. And like, I thought you really wanted to change. He said, I can't work with this relapsing ass nigga. He said, do it again. Because just- I mean, really, have y'all ever worked with like, or have you ever interacted with an addict? At some point, you really start believing like they want to do better, like they want change. They be like, I want my life back. And then it's they like, crying, they make you feel relapse. What? And then they come back and be like, oh, I missed, I missed up. And I'm like, <laughs> I spent my lunch break, like, making you copies of stuff, finding you books to read, giving you self-care stuff, like, thinking you really want change. You played me. I, I played one too many times, so, mm-mm. <laughs> That's good. I, 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 do, I do like an intake paperwork. So you got to fill all that out. And like, if I don't do people who are court ordered, if you're court ordered, like for child support or legal issues, I don't work with them either. Cause I don't want to be dealing with you and your lawyer. Like you, I, you're very specific. What would you say your target audience is outside of just minority black women? But like, is there like, you also can't be dealing with those um, Actually, I have like topics specific people who are struggling with like work to life balance, self care, uh, struggling with adjusting to like life adjustments again, like losing a job, starting a new job. I mean, you are a transformational coach. That's what you sound like. That's what they say, but I I feel like I really just want to be a therapist because I went to school for six years. Oh, so get the coins on the You know, they usually just go to a program for nine months. I need some respect to be put on my my years and the money that I spent in school. I need I need them I need them letters. Keep them letters. I Great. agree. You were saying I, 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 I like to stun a little. We need to wrap after this. No, no, no. For, for real, yeah. We do need to wrap after this because, like, that sounds like I'm your target audience. So, uh, how do you, as a therapist, have a therapist, and how do therapists find therapists? Do y'all really got y'all tapped in? Y'all got a good network, or are you still going to look for somebody who is unbiased to you? So, I I know I may have a lot of friends who are therapists, but I need to keep those relationships as friends versus. Like, how do you, I guess, personally find a therapist? Yes, I definitely personally still see a therapist. For me, when I went on a search for a therapist, I actually looked for one in Dallas because you can, you're licensed by your state. So I know a lot of like local Houston therapists. So when I specifically looked for one, I wanted somebody in another city. So the chances of us like crossing paths would maybe be a little more rare. So my therapist is actually located in Dallas. Ooh, I did not even- to your therapist? I yeah, I can refer you to, and I found her on Therapy for Black Girls. I read her bio. Oh, you say consultation sure. call? Oh, your therapist, yeah. Whoever talking to you? <laughs> I want the one talking to you. The one above you, huh? Level of confidence to just be. I know if they working with you, they gonna come at me hard because you. <laughs> different. I like that. But I, mean, I done had a therapy session where she done read me to filth like filth, and I've been like, ooh. I don't even know if I'm a therapist anymore. The way you just talk so bad about me. 
I uh, me and my my partner watch this show called Couples Therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen the show. The therapy of couples therapy is so good to me. I love the way she works. And so in my mind, I'm thinking of this dream therapist. And we kind of been talking about that this month um, through during the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. thinking of a dream therapist. Think of a dream therapist. Like, what what do you want that person to do, and what do you want them to kind of exemplify to you? And I think one of the things I've seen is consistent for I think both of us is we talk about just that person able to like kind of challenge you in a way where it's like I want somebody that's gonna push me but also I want somebody who is gonna listen to me Tell me man we here want accountability coaches yeah we want accountability yeah I want therapists <laughs> it's like it's like I'm trying to make up this person I and I wonder do you feel like is there certain limitations to where therapists should go for their clients like oh I you know I'm not gonna be your accountability coach I can only kind of bring these things up to your attention and then you go do whatever. Is there like well, limits? That's what accountability coach I mean, I was about to say in my the in my therapy style, I don't feel like there are limits. Actually with a lot of my clients we do, we're very task oriented because of the fact that a lot of minority people and I get it myself in our society, instant gratification. We want to see results. We want to see change. So therefore I want you to write down what you want to do for this next week or two and either you come back and say yes I did it or these are the obstacles that I had with achieving that goal. And that also provides us with content for the next session and also for, for you to monitor your progress. Mm, I even love so your me, they kind of go hand in hand. I even love your word choice. Uh, to me, you make it, even though it is all about emotions and feelings, it feels less emotional and we're almost treating it as like you said with the word content. You were bringing content for us to work through and stuff and almost not personalizing whatever it is almost still talking about yeah, like like night calling the drama yeah and that was, it's, it's almost even feeling heavy when you talk about it like that when you call the content it's like yeah i, I can go get you some more content real oh quick. i got life content my clients be like girl i got these stories yeah. let me tell you these stories start <laughs> <laughs> real life let me tell you all about it i'm your black woman therapist oh, I you, you know you do <laughs> so like, ain't nothing like us we're, we're, we're very like diamonds in the rough <laughs> Absolutely, not even in the rough, just diamonds, honestly, just diamonds. I, I love uh, just kind of getting therapy from a black woman. It just, it holds you accountable in some way. It just feel like your mama a little bit. In your personal opinion, virtual versus being in the room, do you feel like you still can get those emotions and vibes through having a conversation virtually? Because I, I, know, I know a lot of people may be like, I can't find a therapist locally and I don't want my therapist to be virtually for the reason of I'm, I'm not going to get the feels of being in the room and connecting. You want to know a crazy story? Pre-COVID, um, I was anti-virtual therapy. I was like, no, I like to be in there with my client. You know, the vibes, like I got paper. If we need to sit down and write out some notes together, pull out a calendar. Like I had all the worksheets. Like I was huge on the vibes. And COVID told me no um, to sit down and you have to do it virtually. And I realized for me, for my ideal client, a little bit virtual is better. Like, again, a lot of my clients are millennials or minorities who are on the go, go, go. I got clients sometimes who got to do therapy in their closet and tell them their kids to leave them alone for 45 minutes. And that for them is what self-care looks like. Some people take a break from work and go sit in their car and get their, their, their therapy session in there. So for me, it's become more accessible for the people who want it. But I also know that virtual isn't for everybody some people can't pay attention they could be at home and it's like i'm talking to you but like oh i need to clean the kitchen or oh this is going on or oh my kid is there like virtual isn't for anybody so i think that it needs to be somebody who's committed 
to what they want to work on and also being very present. Great. So um, I guess I have a question around like, what would you, I guess, tell someone who's on the search for a therapist or considering therapy? Uh, what's a piece of advice for them? Even if they're, they're maybe young and they're kind of just breaking into just it. Just do it like Nike. Like, what's the worst thing? Like, case scenario, like we said earlier, like, there's, like, no harm done in therapy. Like, there's nothing that could really go wrong. Like, in the first session, I'm not going to be like, tell me all your trauma and then be like, all right, girl, it was real. I'll talk to you later. Like, there's no harm. Like, just do it. Like, if you want to, like, my biggest thing I tell clients, if you want a different result, you have to do something different. So if you're not happy with your mindset, if you're not happy with your thinking style, your friend group, your work-life balance, your family boundaries, like you got to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's good. Um, what's what's the best compliment, even I'm going I'm to ask as a therapist, like what's the best compliment you've gotten uh, from a client maybe? And then in life, what's yeah, the best and compliment? Personally. And personally, like what's the, your favorite compliment, I guess? I guess it's kind of the same, more or less, in both. Um, and like whenever in therapy, people talk about I'm very relatable. Out in real life, I'm very sociable, and people say I'm very relatable. So I would say that like I can talk to a stranger and like make a friend by the end of the day. Like my dad always made a joke that like I can drop her off anywhere and she'll come back with at least like two best friends. Like I'm a very social person. About yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy helping people interacting. So like, I think like I'm very relatable or easy to talk to everybody else says I'm easy to talk yeah, to. For, for sure. Definitely giving Absolutely. a lot of those vibes. How, how would you say you transition out into starting and doing your own practice? Like what was that process like for you? Uh, and see, this is where I, in my head, I was like, I should have said the kid thing first. Um, so <laughs> since I had a son, like both my parents were very hardworking. Like they worked multiple jobs. And for me, I wanted to work hard, but I also wanted to be that mom that can come have lunch with you, be at all the games. Like, again, my parents like grinded so hard. Like I would be like, right. Somebody else's mom would be picking me up or dropping me off at the games. Or my mom would just like give me money to buy food. Cause like, you know, I can't come bring you food in between the game and after school. So I always wanted to be a very active parent. So after I had my, like, I was very firm on like, I want to drop him off and I want to pick him up from school and be a car rider. Cause I was always a bus rider. Like this, I, that's the experience I wanted to give him, but now he don't even like me like that no more. <laughs> um, so for me, I knew that I always wanted to work for myself. And then through some experiences, it just kind of pushed me into it. Like when I worked at the psychiatric hospital, I truly learned the definition of like, these people don't give a fuck about you. Like at that time I had, my son was maybe like three. I was working overnight shifts, day shifts, cause it was a high turnover. And like one day I was late after working like two shifts back to back and they had the nerves to write me up. So I'm like, the fuck? Like you, when y'all ain't had nobody to cover, it was all, it was all good a week ago. Like, what do you mean? Like now y'all try to set a standard for the new employees? Like, no. So then I had that happen. And so I realized like, mm -mm, like, yes, y'all pay me very well, but y'all don't give a fuck about me like at all. Like, and that's when I learned the saying that a job will have your position posted before your obituary if you were to die. Come on now. Come on now. You I don't want to work for nobody. Like you could pay me, but I don't like them vibes. So I started working at a nonprofit organization. Uh, it was very smaller. I enjoyed it. Um, it was, I was the minority. I, I've always been the minority and always the youngest, like in the field that I've been in. And I just felt very, 
I wasn't feeling it. And I had always, I had transitioned to working for them part-time. I got super comfortable. I was only working like nine to two. Cause again, I'm taking my son to school. He want lunch and cookies, muffins with mom. I'm at all that. Like, so that was cool. But then we had an incident where, um, it was a really racist comment that was made. It was after like Halloween one time and we were like all in the break room talking and this lady, her son like dressed up as like Jason or something like that for a holiday. And she was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. It's like a little white boy walking around the neighborhood. It shouldn't be a big deal. And I looked around and everybody just fucking laughed. And I was like, I don't find it humorous. Like, I mean, if my son did that, y'all be ready to call the laws on him. Like, I don't, I don't like the energy. And then, so I decided to leave early that day. And then my boss, we, I circled back and had a conversation with her. Cause I'm all, I, even in the workplace, I'm big on boundaries. Like I don't tolerate disrespect. You ain't finna overwork me. Like none of that. None of that. And so I had a conversation with her and she was really oblivious. And I was like, you know, this is just further letting me know that this isn't the environment for me. And so, I mean, I was already like, my plan was to stop working like June of that year, but then I ended up stopping December. Cause that didn't happen like right after Halloween. And I shortly after just put my two weeks in and I was like, all right, God, you, you want to to play on my top in front of my face. I see the signs now like that. You wanted me to get embarrassed like that for me to understand the move. Noted. Noted. Uh, To me, you seem very self-aware about what you, again, what we call boundaries around here now these days, your rules of engagement rules for how people can engage with you and working has that just always been your personality or is this something that you picked up along the way i'm gonna really go back to the hospital taught me a lot because at the hospital i feel like i got that was like my first job no my second job with my internship i hadn't really finished my hours like i was sung like gung-ho and excited i wanted to work in multiple departments because i wanted to know billing i wanted to know with the doctor's medication. Cause again, I knew long-term I wanted to work for myself. And I felt like they took that excitement and wanting to learn and ran my ass down to the ground. Dang. And then then it would ease and would write me up. And after that, I was like, you know what? They ain't, no, this ain't happening no more. Like, and I've actually gotten a lot better within like the last year with implementing that in my personal life. Like, I've really gotten comfortable with saying no because, you know, everybody got a birthday dinner. Everybody's kid got a birthday. And like at one point it was like, you know, being a people person, I want to go. I'm going to go show my face. And then at one point it's like, I'm tired. So like, no, actually, I'm going to just send a gift off the registry and you could send me some pictures on Instagram. (laughs) We outside. No, it's so good. Like, I had to realize, like, I need to start saying no and without a reason. Like, there's always these group dinners, group trips. And I'm like, we don't even like doing the same thing. Like, I'm going to your birthday dinner at the bowling alley, and I don't even really like bowling. I'm clumsy. My man. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> this has been probably the most hilarious episode about therapy for sure. Uh, so we I just- like to keep it real. No matter what I tell my clients, whatever y'all see now on this interview, that's the same energy you getting in session. So I could I could already love hear- it or leave it. <laughs> I can feel your neck rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I love it. it. The delivery helps. Yeah, and from what you just said too, it's uh, you get a little bit afraid of um, not getting those invites no more. Absolutely. That's kind of why you kind of feel. But we also put assumptions on our friends and not give them the opportunity to. We think that they're gonna feel like some strong type of way that you said no, and they're just like, okay. Like they literally didn't even think a second. Oh, okay, just give me. 
Exactly. They don't even be noticing or even worried about it. So you like, did you get my gift? Yeah, I think it's in a pile over there somewhere. <laughs> so Hi. I'm like, okay oh, with it. We definitely want to say thank you for coming on. We fantastic. And I'm sorry for last time and the power situation. I was like, dog, this is fucking crazy. Oh, it's cool. Thanks for having me. After I canceled, y'all went and had a drink at the bar by myself. I was like, the day is stressful. Like, I'm not finna sit at home in this heat. I ain't got my, like, I got my kids. So we had the happy hour together and just sat at me and him. He had the happy hour food. I had the happy hour drinks. Good to go. Um, I've heard somebody say on another podcast, and I'm just going to steal it. Is there anything we didn't ask you or that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Because we still can talk about it right now. If you do, if well, you let do. me do this because I'm always bad at this. Shameless plug. Follow me on Instagram at Leah the Therapist. Check out my website. Book your free consultation. Tell, right me, now, tell a friend that <laughs> therapy works and, and come holla at your girl. We'll have all your stuff listed on our YouTube page as well. We appreciate you again for sharing your, your most valuable resource with us, which is your time. Um, you clearly don't have a, a, a problem. P-Y-P-P-Y-N. You protect your peace and protect your energy. Yeah, I'm here for the movement of that. We need to put that on a shirt or something. I would be down. Oh, oh y'all aren't oh, the shirt. Oh, oh, oh. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Zentravel.com. Zentravel.com. You can find all Protect Your Peace, Protect Your Energy. All kind of merch. Let me get on that, okay? I'm here for the merch. Absolutely. All right, well, this has been another ZTP, Zentrap Perspective. We're closing out the month of August, clearly with a a great therapist here. If if y'all didn't learn nothing, I at least know... I got ready for Phil. It's ways I can find therapists now. I, I have no issues. I'm about to go start stalking. Set these dates up. Exactly. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Nah, I just, if you can't do nothing else, protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out. We out. Welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap.